What's up, business gal pals? Welcome back to another week of Be Myself Now in Business, the podcast. I just wanted to remind you before we get started that I've released a great new video series called Three Secrets to Starting a Successful Business. Whether you're thinking about starting a business or you've started a business in the last couple of years and you're looking to take your ability as a decision-making business owner to the next level, you're gonna wanna check this out. I talk about where to spend your money, what to do for sustainable growth and how to guarantee results. You can get access to the three-part video series by going to the show notes or visiting bemyselfnow.com slash three dash business dash secrets. Now let's dive into the episode. Hey, business gal pals, welcome back. This week, I'm talking with my friend Michelle about committing to your business idea. Michelle is a business strategist that works with solopreneurs and freelancers to scale their businesses to fully booked and beyond. We all define fully booked and success differently, and her goal is to help people get to their success with the fastest, most efficient R-O-U-T-E possible. Michelle's passion lies in coaching others along that path of successful transformation so they can identify objectives, attain goals, and then self-manage to sustain their hard-earned success. She defines her sweet spot as being at the intersection of her skills and passion, helping others clarify their business desires, explore possibilities, and strategically execute toward living life to the fullest. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here with us this week. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I am so excited to be here. I can't wait to talk to you about committing to the business idea because I know that's something that you're so naturally successful at committing yourself to your journey. Your energy just really has that strength of commitment behind it. And I love how you're bringing that to the table as you serve other people to help them get fired up in their own commitment kind of through the reflection of your energy. It's just beautiful. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It's definitely a passion of mine. And I think that's one of the most important things, right? Is that when you are passionate about something, you can't help but just exude that in everything that you do. Absolutely. It just fires up that enthusiasm for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So give us a little bit of a backstory. What's the origin of your business? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I always love this question because you know, so many people have these like beautiful entrepreneurial journeys and stories. And truly a lot of my story is just that we moved. We, we made a huge life decision to move from New York, upstate New York to Florida to chase a dream. There's a long backstory about that behind why and why it was so sudden. And just really, it was a huge wake up call. We had a really huge wake up call in our lives. And we decided that, you know, we had this dream of living by the beach and it was always a retirement dream. And then we decided it doesn't need to be retirement. We can live that dream now. And why wait? Because retirement's not guaranteed. Right. And so basically when we moved to Florida, I had a really impressive resume in New York with manufacturing and engineering and, you know, business operations and development. And we moved to snowbird country, which is centered on tourism, hospitality, and retail. So my resume went from being really impressive to not impressive at all. And it just, the job market here was not uh, aligned with my skills, with my passions, with what I enjoy doing. And I really just decided that I worked way too hard to get where I was in my career and with my knowledge. And 
I wasn't going to let that go to waste just because where I was living didn't necessarily appreciate it or need it. And so I just took it into my own hands. And that's really how it started. I mean, I, I always think about like, if we still lived in New York, would I be an entrepreneur? Would I be in this position? And probably not. If I'm being honest, I would probably still be working, climbing my way up that corporate ladder. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it sounds like that shift in lifestyle forced that change. I mean, I think you're right. If your lifestyle hadn't changed, you probably would have kept going with that path toward a different version of success. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was always a side hustler. You know, I'm of the, there's a million ways to make money in this world and I'm on a mission to find every single one of them. And so I probably always would have been a side hustler, but I'm just so grateful that, you know, that the universe pushed, pushed us in this direction because now I truly know that this is without a doubt what I was meant to do. And I can't imagine my life being any other way. But it's just amazing to look back on it and, and think, hmm, I don't know that I would be here if we hadn't made that, that really big decision to, to move. That's amazing. So what were your early business struggles and how did you stay committed on that journey as you were like in this new place, starting a whole new adventure? The journey of the unknown is always the biggest struggle. I think part of the unknown, but I think for me, the biggest struggle is, was, and still is in a lot of ways is finding the balance, which I have definitely found now, but in the beginning, it's very hard to find the balance of what everybody else is doing, but while staying true to what you, who you are. And it's easy, easy, easy to get sucked into the rabbit holes of DIY, the rabbit holes of these big experts that, you know, the fancy copy, the really great marketing and really just trying all these things because they worked for somebody else. So it's got to be the key to success. And, but it never, ever felt like in alignment, right? So that balance and that struggle of really trying to figure out like, how do I implement this while staying true to what I really believe in? And how do you find that alignment personally? Like when you are faced with the decision in your business, how do you know that you're making a decision that is in alignment with you as the business owner? Well, for me, it was really making a shift to focus on me first. And I think a lot of the experts, a lot of coaches, a lot of, you know, a lot of the noise per se, and it's not necessarily all noise. I can't say that. Um, a lot of it is advice of just what's worked for other people. Of course, we, that's what they do. That's what they know. Right. And for me, it's making the shift to understand that always keeping yourself first and foremost, it does not matter what everybody else did. It does not matter what your clients are asking you for per se. It doesn't matter. Like you have to always keep yourself first and foremost and asking yourself these questions of like, do I really want to do this? Is, am I enjoying this? Is this something that's going to light me up? Is this something that's going to, that I can do and I feel good about and it's exciting and I'm happy to do it? Or am I doing it because I feel like I should? And so when you can constantly keep that awareness of your own self present first, that helps keep everything else in alignment. Yeah. And I like when you think of it that way too, like, am I really enjoying this? Am I driven to do this? Or am I just doing it? Cause I think it's what I'm supposed to do in my business. Then you don't have to get rid of what you're doing. You can break it down into elements. Like, well, I really like these parts of it but I don't enjoy this side of it so much. And you can hire out some of those other pieces that are draining your energy, but you don't have to pivot and change your entire business to a whole new niche or anything like that. You can just find that nuanced pattern in there. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's always going to be parts of our business that we don't enjoy, right? Like there's always those little minute tasks and we're not always in a position where we can just outsource them. But again, it's like, 
looking at yourself and saying like, am I resisting this because I just don't enjoy doing it and I'm never going to enjoy it? Or am I resisting this because it's pushing me outside of a comfort zone that I know I need to be pushed outside of and understanding that resistance, because there's two different paths to, you know, if you're never going to enjoy it and you're always going to have this resistance, then you don't need to do it. And I think that's, what's most important. Commit to what you enjoy, commit to what you love, like commit to why you're here. And then everything else starts to fall into place. And there is success out there for everybody, no matter what. And you have to always remember that is that there's a million of all of us. Every town has different chiropractors, different doctors, like they all stay in tune to what they believe in. But yeah, in the online space, we find that more difficult to do. And that is really trying to stay focused on not worrying about what everybody else is doing. Focus on yourself. When you're showing up how you want to, I think your market responds in the best possible way versus when you're forcing yourself to show up and say something or do something that's kind of going against the grain. They sense that. They sense that in your energy, that inauthenticity. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest struggle for a lot of people in the beginning, myself included, is that you know, when something starts to feel inauthentic, your audience picks up on that so fast. Like, don't think that they don't because they pick up on that faster than you do. So if you immediately start to do something that is like, this is so not something I would do, don't do it because it's not going to gain anything. And that just creates this snowball effect of frustration because you felt like you did it. You felt like you needed to do it. You put it out there because you should have, et cetera. And then it doesn't go as planned. You don't get the results you were hoping for. And it just creates this constant snowball of turmoil that is just so unnecessary. Yeah. And then you go into that rabbit hole of how can I do this better? Or what did I do wrong here? Instead of just saying this wasn't the right thing for me and switching to something else. So what kind of challenges are you facing in your business today? Like what is challenging your commitment in the past year? Growth. It's finding that line of wanting to continue growing, making sure things are not falling through the cracks. You're not dropping the ball, understanding like, where do I need to release a little bit? We tend to be control freaks and we find that release of duties very, very difficult. And so that's really been a challenge for me is in that growth. And anytime you're hitting a new level of growth, that inner critic shows up, the voices, whatever you want to call, if you give her a name or not, but it's constant battle of no, this is next level, right? This is the next level. And it's challenging you because your brain is signaling fear. Your brain is signaling the unknown. And so it immediately tries to keep you safe. And so finding that, that that's been a huge challenge for me this year is just knowing when to say nothing's going wrong. You're just in a place of growth that you've never been. And the unknown is scary. Yeah. And how do you stay committed in that space? Because it is a really uncomfortable emotional space to confront the unknown. So how do you keep yourself from just being like, you know what? It's okay. I, I don't, I don't need to do this. I just let it go. I think it's an awareness, you know, it's being, taking the time to really be aware of your thoughts because it's easy to go through the motions. It's harder to be aware and being, being able to confront yourself and say like, why, where is this coming from? I mean, my husband is a, is a fabulous sounding board. Cause if I've been, he'll be like, what are you even talking about? Like, I don't even know where this is coming from. So whether or not you can do it yourself, whether you can do it with your spouse or partner, or if you have a biz bestie, I think that is crucial, a coach, a mentor, somebody, you've got to be able to have somebody as a sounding board. And sometimes even just 
speaking it out loud. The second you start to say it out loud, it doesn't even make any sense half the time. You're like, what? Did I really yeah. just say that? It doesn't make sense, you know? So even if you could just take your voice, like pretend you're sending a voice memo to somebody because the second you start doing it, your brain immediately is like, this is not, I cannot, I'm not even going to send this right now. This does not even make <laughs> sense. Definitely. Yeah. As I was writing my book, I called my husband up one day and I was like, the book, it just starts. Like, I don't know. It just starts. And he's like, yeah, that's what books do. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You're right. Books do that. They like, it was so irrational, Michelle, as soon as I said it out loud, just like what you're saying, like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. It's like in, in our head, these conversations are like so crucial and they're so important and we make, and then you have to like explain it to somebody else, how you're feeling. (laughs) And it sounds so ridiculous. Like, right. Isn't that what you were working towards? Well, yeah. Okay. Well then just move through, you know, so it's, it's just that awareness again, like always making sure you're putting yourself first and being aware of your thoughts, being aware of your feelings, being aware of that resistance. It's all comes down to your awareness to yourself is what's going to keep you committed to your business, because there's always going to be somebody in your ear telling you what they think. There's always somebody out there to give you advice, the content, you know, we're on information overload. We can Google anything. We can look anything up. We're on social. So it's a being able to say, okay, I'm done. I've had enough. I don't need to, I do not need to take in any more information. I need to just sit with what I'm working on right now. What does your inner pep talk look like when you're in one of those spaces where you're like, oh man, I don't know if I can do another day of this. What do you do or say to keep yourself going and to stay on track? Um, I'm a bit of a tough love kind of person. Um, my hashtag I came up with last year when I was in a really um, interesting place of this challenging growth was you just need to stop with your bullshit, right? Like, so that's like my hashtag now is stop with your BS. And I just say that all the time. Like I have these conversations in the shower, like what is the worst thing that's going to happen? Okay, great. Put yourself out there. What, like, just stop, stop with your own BS because that's what it is. It's all your own internal BS that you've made up that you've told yourself these things. My pep talk is usually a little bit like, would you put up with this? (laughs) If a client came to you giving you this same level of nonsense, would you put up with it? And my answer is always no. So why am I putting it up with it for myself? Absolutely. I think that's a great reflection. Like if my client or my sister or my friend came to me and was having this conversation and complaining in this way, would I be able to like genuinely sit here and seriously like, wow, that is really a big problem. Or would I be like, look, girl, maybe you need a nap and like a good lunch. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You should go have, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, like, No, you wouldn't put up with that. And we are always our own worst clients, but being able to put yourself in that shoe and say like, what would, how would you react if a client came to you on a call with this, what would you do? And it can really immediately shift your focus 90% of the time. Yeah. And then if it is something you do need to take seriously, you've sort of self-validated in that moment. Like, no, this, this is something I really need to put some extra time and weight into and get figured out. Exactly. And, and, and then you can also very easily identify where you need help and who that person is that you need to help you get there. Is it something you need to outsource? I know for me, one of the biggest challenges that usually comes up and where a lot of my resistance or fears or anything, anytime I'm feeling really stuck, 90% of the time, it's the tech overwhelm. It's the technology, the back end, 
the nitty gritty tech side of it, which it changes so much that it's just not where I want to focus my energy. And so 90, that's another like really thing is like, what really is the issue here? It's not the group program that you don't want to launch. It's not the podcast. It's not the content. It's not, it's 90% of the time. It's the back end. It's the tech. It's the, all the moving pieces that feel so overwhelming. And so when you can identify that too, you can easily write down like, okay, what about the tech is it? And then you can look at it and say, can I do this or do I just need to hire it? That's so smart. I'm really glad you brought that up because I think that is absolutely so true. So many of us show up in our businesses with this idea because we are an expert at something. You know, we have honed our ability to support people or to help them see things in a different way or whatever it happens to be that we do as online service providers. And then we get into the setting up the business right into that back end. And all of a sudden we're complete newbies. We have no idea what we're doing. We lack the expertise entirely to feel confident in taking action on those things. And it sends us into a downward spiral. Um, So I think that's so true. I think, you know, setting it aside for 10 minutes, Googling for like a simple tutorial, you guys, is one of my favorite things to do. Like mm-hmm. how to send a broadcast on ConvertKit, just Google it and watch the like minute and 30 second YouTube video. You know, it can take away so much of that fear because all of a sudden you've seen the platform, you've seen kind of the basic steps and you're just one step closer to actually executing for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is usually, <clears throat> usually what's the challenge usually is just in something either you don't enjoy doing like that tech side of it, or it's something that you don't know how to do. And, and so we tend to just retreat back or it's something that we don't want to do, but when you really can just look at it and lay it out, like it's not that hard. It's not that hard, even if you got to write it down. And so again, finding that awareness of really, what is this that's holding me back? What, what is keeping you from this. Okay. So if I were to give an example, I'm working on a new group program and in my head, it made perfect sense, but I was just really struggling to launch it and get it going and get it going. And I was like, what, why, why is this holding you back? One, because I wanted to make sure that the flow of this program, that route, that R-O-U-T-E, the route, it flowed like it did in my head. And I also needed a landing page and all of these things. And so I simply like reached out to somebody that I've had great conversation with. It was the copy. And I was like, listen, I got a, I have a proposal for you. What, are you interested in a trade? I need help with the copy, but I also want somebody to write copy based on their experience because I have, I struggle to really relay to a copywriter what the benefit is, like what that transformation is. Cause in my head, I know the transformation, but from a client perspective, it's very difficult for me to explain. So you're a copywriter and you could be a client, would you be interested in going through this program in exchange for writing the copy? And it was a win-win for both of us. The experience was so amazing. She gained so much from it. And now we've got this incredible copy that she's fired up about, and it's coming straight from the mouth of somebody that's been through it. And so don't be afraid to ask either. Like there's people out there that really, there's so much opportunity there. Absolutely. And people are happy to pair up with you if you've got something that could be of value to them. So like you said, don't be afraid to put it out there and make that offer because you never know who you could help along the way. Yeah. The experience was just absolutely amazing. And so it's like, everything's now moving as it should. And, you know, while it's been sitting there since July, 
And it's been waiting all this time simply because I didn't really know what, as far as copy and stuff. So, you know, and I think we get in our own heads all the time with that. So if you have those, making those relationships, connecting with those people that you can collaborate with is so powerful. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your wisdom on this, Michelle. I just love it. Do you have a favorite business hack or a bit of advice you'd like to share with the business gal pals out there? Uh, my, my favorite hack, I don't know if it's a hack or, and I think I've touched on it before. It's just always being willing to ask yourself that question. Am I enjoying this? And also like if resistance is coming up and you're feeling like you're getting off the rails, just taking a minute, cancel your day, go to your favorite location, get out of your head, get out of your office, get out of your house, go to a coffee shop if you can. And I know COVID's made that hard for a lot of us, but if you can, sit and just say like, where is this resistance coming from? What is, what is it about this feeling that is really happening here? Like, why am I resisting this? Am I resisting it because I don't know how to put it, my push myself out of my comfort zone? Or am I resisting this because it just doesn't feel good? Like, I don't want to do this. I don't enjoy it. I don't, it's not in alignment with me. It's not authentic. If it isn't like, it's okay to change course and it's okay to admit that. So just always knowing that if you're feeling like you've gotten off the rails or you've gotten on a different path and it's starting to create these feelings, just ask yourself, like, why are these feelings coming up? And knowing that it's okay. I think giving yourself the permission to say, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay to say, I don't want to do this. This is not how I want to build my business. Then really being in in tune to yourself. Yeah, I love that. Giving yourself the permission and just saying, it's okay to do business my way. It's, It's fine. It's perfect. In fact, it is exactly the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Exactly. Yep. Amazing. Well, thank you, Michelle. If anyone wants to get in touch with you and find out more about your new group program or other ways that you can help, where can they find you? Um, primarily on LinkedIn. <clears throat> so I'm on LinkedIn, just Google my name or search my name on LinkedIn. I'm sure the link will be there in the show notes, but also I have a podcast of my own called strategy in small doses. You can find that on any of the major platforms It links to my Facebook group. Um, so yeah, anywhere. I mean, I'm pretty much on all the socials. I I'm not an IG person. Uh, you'll see my podcast on IG, but as far as engagement, not really there. So LinkedIn, Facebook, or just general DM. Awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate your time today and a lot of wisdom here. Definitely, truly the foundation of what it takes to stay committed to your business. Yep, absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. 